Oh, did right. I send you one of my? Okay. Did I send you one of my books, Jr.? I forget. Um, no, ma'am. But we are getting started. I'm going to edit this part out. Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Today, I have with me someone that has a little bit of mystery to them. Someone that is going to enlighten me and educate me today. And that's something that I strive for. We have a psychic. We have more than a psychic. We have a reverend with us. We have Corby Mitlod. And I jacked up the last name. I said it right the first time. It's Lod at the end. So Yes, it is. So the most amazing question that I can ask you, and it's the, the most nostalgic part of this show, mm. is... Who are you? Please let the audience know who you are and why you are here today. All right. That could be one of two 30-second speeches. If you ran into me at a spiritual expo, I would say, okay, um, I am probably the most practical psychic you're ever going to meet. I do not do the glurpy purple with angels things. My whole point is here are your opportunities and how to grab them. Here's the tough stuff. Here's how to get through it or around it. Here's your toolbox. Go rock and roll. Been reading since I was 18, that's 1973. And yes, that tells you how old I am, kids. I'm a certified tarot master, past life specialist, psychic medium and channel. I have an international client base. I'm in Robert Schwartz's breakthrough series on pre-birth planning. I've written three of my own books and I've done stand-up comedy about you think a psychic's life is easy. So I'm funny. <laughs> okay, okay, I like that. Now, let's just dive in here real quick because everyone has... Mm -hmm questions they want to ask a psychic and i'm not here yep. to find out, i'm not here to find out anything about myself but this is what i want to know first off mm -hmm. um yep. what got you interested in being a psychic and what was the first intuition or uh something that grabbed your mental and moved you into the psychic rail okay that's the other 30 seconds so like i said you know i started reading cards when I was 18. But when I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes. And instead of thinking, oh, that's scary or ha ha ha, I thought, and your point is, I knew there was magic in the world. I wanted to go find it. So uh, in 1973, that's when Live and Lay Die came out with Jane Seymour as solitaire. And working part-time at Spencer Gibbs, they had the James Bond 007 tarot deck and I bought it because we were all hippies then. You had your elephant bell bottoms and your fringe jacket and your deck. Five years later, everybody else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls. I was still working with the cards because their stories fascinated me. So for 20 years, I read for friends, making sure my ego was on the shelf and the messages were clear. All of a sudden in the early 90s, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, hello, you're working for us. So I did it part-time. Well, I had a very checkered otherwise career, actress, author, inspirational speaker, video producer, legal assistant, executive recruiter. But on 9-11, as we watched the towers burn, I turned to my husband and I said, I need to do this other work full time. People need to know there are other answers out there. He said, I believe in you, go do it. So since then, uh, I work six days a week, 14 hours a day. I read about a thousand people a year and I get to get up in the morning i don't have to get up in the morning that's the key oh and i like that and that works out for me but i want to go back to something real quick uh yeah yeah you're talking about the tarot cards but there's mm. one that, there's one thing that everybody wants an answer to the ouija boards oh hot button hot button what Look. are they what are they really doing 
most people do not know how to ground center and shield where you just the energetic ways to keep yourself protected. And so they put their hands on the planchet on the Ouija board and they try to connect people with no protection whatsoever. You are going into a playground you do not know. Um, and yes, it's true. Jane Roberts got Seth, Esther Hicks got Abraham with Ouija boards, but I have, have had to deal with two gibbering teenagers who were terrified because when they put their hands on the planchet and said, who's there, spelled very rapidly backwards was, I have an ax and I'm here to kill you. Trust me, it's not their uncle, Danny. And for everybody who says it's a toy, because I get this a lot when I lecture, I go, okay, everybody in the audience who has a kid or a grandchild under 10, raise your hands. They all go up by point to one. Okay, you, what's the kid's name? Josh. How old is he? Eight. Fine. Joshy comes to you and says, grandma, grandma, I got all A's on my report card. You said I could have a toy. Let's go. And he drags you into the toy department and he points at a box that says, my first chainsaw. It's in the toy department. You going to let him play with it by himself? No. Ouija boards have a bad rep because people don't know how to use them. And you got to remember, thought forms happen. Why is Santa Claus always so benevolent? Because for you know decades, centuries, we've thought of him as a happy thing. But most people fear Ouija boards, and so they attract the darker stuff, and you don't want to play with it. The thing to remember is any of the tools we use, crystal balls, tarot, they are really neutrals. This deck right here, it's pretty, there you go. It's pretty pictures on paper. It is the person who reads them that is going to make them good or bad. That's all. But Ouija boards have just been um, manhandled for so long that the energy around them is really gunky. Okay. So I got a few technical questions about readings. Um, cool. so, so say like you give someone a reading, right? Um, and a reading, can it forecast or maybe some people would like to use the word predict, but I like forecast better. Can it forecast well, certain outings or certain things that could happen? Or is it really deeper than that? And it's something that is almost ironclad. It's not ironclad. For one thing, I remind people, we're human. Even the best of us are only 85% accurate. The only one 100% accurate is God. And God is not doing private readings this week. Okay. When I said before, I'm a very practical psychic. If you said, I want to open up my own broadcasting studio, a lot of psychics would pull three cards and say, wait until January and fire the second redhead. What the hell? Me? I use what I learned as an executive recruiter. I know how to put a business together. So it'd be a card for you, a card for any partners working on it with you, a card for the energy around the business, the brick and mortar location, how to market it, clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know and best possible outcome. This gives you so much juicy and empowering energy that you leave me with a rocket pack on your back and you know how to make it work. I don't like yes or no questions. If you said, is my business going to be successful? I will look at you and say, oh, whatever I said, no, and you're going to lose everything and live in a box under a bridge. <laughs> you ask, how do I make it work? This is what I'd really like. Can we make it happen? If so, how? All right. So nothing necessarily definitive, but more figuratively. Well, I have been told I'm ridiculously accurate. Um, but for me, you know, the old praise and blame all the same. It's good to hear, but I don't count on that because that feeds ego. 
you have to keep ego out of the work you do as a psychic. Um, okay. For instance, there's a certain card because when you read as long as I do, and I have, you know that the direct meaning that everybody puts in their books about what a card means, you have to go beyond that if spirit or somebody's guides are giving you a different idea. There's a particular card, Three of Pentacles. Uh, most places it shows a church building and a stained glass and somebody working you know, on, on the stonework. It means mastery, it means a long-term thing. But when I was reading for a couple in Kitchener, Ontario years ago, what came out of my mouth was, you know, I think there's a deconsecrated or abandoned church around here within like two miles and you need to open up a cafe bakery. I didn't know what I was saying, but they looked at each other and they looked at me and they go, oh yeah, we know which one. We've been arguing about that for two years. <laughs> okay. Um, but when you think that what we say absolutely has to happen, you're giving over your free will to us, you which never do. And that's how the fakes trap you. My second book is called The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. And I wrote that because at a psychic fair, I watched a fake gypsy grab a woman in the aisle and say, you no need to rate 30, 40, $50. I read your palm for 10, come. Drags the woman into her booth. 20 minutes later, we see this woman leaving crying hysterically because the fake gypsy had said, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four, you have dog. She told the woman if she didn't burn 400 specially blessed candles at the Roman Catholic Church, I bless real good, only $1 candle. Her entire family was going to die in a car accident, and she bought it. Whoa. That is complete and utter fake. But that's one of the reasons why you do not give an intuitive a chance to do that. On the other hand, sometimes you have to believe what we tell you. And this is, look, 95% of what we get is is Bruce love me it's the romance and there are some people that will come in that you have to give them the answer they want so it goes like does Bruce love me no is he gonna love me not the way you went well if I do such and such is he gonna love me no he's not is he gonna call soon he's not well if he's not gonna call soon he's gonna call later and they beat on you hoping you will finally say yes yes he loves you and he wants seven babies with you but he just doesn't know it yet oh good I thought so <laughs> don't do that so basically, if you ask the question, like I said, not in a definitive uh, way, you can get a better answer from a psychic. So let's dive back into something real quick. You were talking about yep. a bad psychic. Mm -hmm. What are some warnings that you can, as a, as a, and I'm going to call us a consumer, um, but there's another name for us, but I'll just use consumer. You can correct me on the other name that we should be called. Client. Se client, client. client seekers. Uh, client. All right. So the client, client. What, what are some ways that we can watch out for a bad psychic? Because I know that we're not going to be able to go fool around and not, and, and not be able to, I mean, we won't be able to figure out who they are, but there's certain mm -hmm. telltale signs, correct? Yes. Um, there are four things. Well, the old, I can fix anything for a price. No, they cannot give you the lottery numbers. Frankly, me first, if the psychic's not driving Alexis, how do you know they know? They cannot make somebody else move away. They cannot get a job that you don't deserve and they cannot steal somebody else's husband for you. Eh. Don't. Um, but the specific things that I warn against, number one, the psychic says that your uh, finances or your jewelry or 
your house is cursed and the only way to clear it is for them to take that stuff and put it on their altars. Guys, you may know me for 15 years and love and trust me, but do you know my cleaning lady? Do you know who's coming over for dinner? Trust me, we don't wanna be responsible for that stuff. You want it blessed, we can do it from a distance. Or number two, the psychic tells you that somehow your life is connected with theirs and therefore you have to give them money or give them a place to live or whatever. Example for this, uh, my late friend Sharon went to a reading 20 years ago or so in Washington, DC. And she must've had the word sucker printed across her forehead because the person who was doing the group reading just looked and went, Sharon, today is your lucky day. Do you know why? When I was high priest of Ramses II, you were the novice that had me killed and today we can clear your karma. No, 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 no. Or the psychic will tell you that whatever you believe in terms of how you view God and religion is wrong and you have to believe the way they do. Guys, I don't care if you are Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, Muslim, pagan, or believe in Ralph the Wonder Dog. I really don't. All you need with me is to know somebody up there loves you, wants the best for you, and is willing to work with you. Um, I've done the cancer dance three times and come out of it clean. I don't think I did that all by myself. So yeah, I kind of believe there's somebody up there. And the other one is you're coming off a bad relationship and the psychic makes moves on you. Uh, guys, you wouldn't sleep with your priest and you wouldn't sleep with your psychologist and you wouldn't sleep with the cop. Why would you sleep with your psychic? You know, we're supposed to be objective. So if you fall in love with your psychic, wonderful, get married, have lots of little indigo children, but find somebody else to read for you. If you don't feel safe, you're in the wrong place. Because without trust, we can't read you well. Okay, and I like that. Now, let me ask you this, because I have, and this is the thing that ties me to psychics. In 2019, um, in my podcast, it's noted on there, um, my wife, she passed away 2019. Mm -hmm. So my, my question is, because I know a lot of people, they say they, they like to reach out to psychics and, and, and things mm -hmm. about that. Um, can psychics talk to, did, to the dead or can they talk to their souls? Or am I asking um, that question in, a, the, in an odd way? That is a brilliant, nuanced question. Okay. And I want to expl actually explain that. Um, J.R. Corby, we're a one and done recipe. We will never be down here again. It is our soul that keeps incarnating. When we cross over, the soul hangs up these personalities like a coat in the closet. How do you know it's the person you want? Because they retain all the good things that they were. Let's use my father. Dad was my best friend. He was a fabulous internist cardiologist. And sometimes when I have to do medical intuitive work, he comes in. What does he feel like? Well, he still has this terrible ability to pun. He's kind, he's compassionate. His brilliant medical mind is still there. What is no longer there that was part of Jerry? His hypochondria, his depression, and his anxiety. So to answer your question, you get the higher self, but they put on the suit of your loved one. They remember the loved one. And so that's what you get. Okay. Now, for mediumship, I do not fish because it's too easy to fool you. I see a woman in a flower dress handing you a rose. It's grandma. Oh, can I vomit now? Um, I get their dog tags. For instance, my father, his full name, how old he was when he died, 
and the year he died. That doesn't tell me anything, but gets me into the energy. And for some reason, my guides play charades. Uh, they'll tell me you, that they smoked, that they had an accident, that they couldn't breathe at the end, things like that. And I literally, I will say anything that they tell me to say. It's why I will not do public mediumship. Because for me, it's intensely private. And there is a story I will tell you. Do you want the PG version or the R version, JR? You tell let's me get, your audience. Let's get the R version. Okay. This was years ago, Canastota, New York. There was a biracial same gender couple. The black partner had died and her white widow wanted to speak to her. Now, if people are looking at this face, this is a nice kid from Cherry Hill, New Jersey with manners. Yeah? But what comes out of my mouth in flawless urban and bonics was, well, shit, it ain't my white bitch. And I'm going, <laughs> but the woman in front of me is laughing hysterically because that is how her partner, Isabel, walked into the house after every business trip. I can't do that in a public reading setting. But if I had tried to change that or my ego said, oh, I can't say that, she would have lost that absolute confirmation because that is nothing that I would have said ever. <laughs> See how that works? Right. Okay. So, and and, and that, that works for me there. Now, we're going to move over a little bit. Uh, we got to do a quick little shameless plug. You have a website. I do. And could you tell the audience the website real fast? Oh, it's so hard. It's CorbyMitlide.com. And that's an amazing site. And you have three books over there. Could you name all three books? Yes, indeed. The first one is a self-help book, Clarity, Adaptability, and Making Friends with Stress, called whoop, Clean Out Your Life Closet. The book that we've been discussing already today is The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. And if you are crazy enough to want to get into the same business as me, You've got the magic who needs a genie, which is everything I learned from being on the road for psychic fairs and expos for 18 years when my nickname was the travel channel. <laughs> so within these books, uh, she just told you right there how you can find help for um, what you need. And if you want to ascend, is that a great word to use ascend? Is, is that, is that If you're crazy enough to want to actually do this as a real business, that okay. is the only book I know on really how to make it in the holistic expo world from a business perspective. The other two are yes, for you, anybody can read them. One is how to take charge of your own life. The other one is how not to get scammed and how to get the very best out of any reading you choose. Okay, and one thing that I wanted to ask you about because you leave uh, some amazing sample questions over on mm -hmm. the guest site. I wanna know yeah. what's a drive-by Psychic shooting. What is that? Because mm, oh, that, 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 that intrigued me. Oh, my Lord. I was just like, it put chills. I was like, what is that? It feels like it would it's like me. what happens with a Long Island medium. Some woman is feeling up the cantaloupes in Wegmans. And she goes and says, excuse me, you're Red Dorvis? She says you have a bald tire in the back. And you're going to die in a car accident if you don't get it fixed. Just telling you and walks away. That's a drive-by shooting. And let me tell you, my darlings, that is not how reality show works. First, her publicity and PR people go and talk to all the Wegmans on Long Island. It's a grocery store chain. Yes, they yes, choose yes. one. Then they interview everybody who wants to be on the show and they sign a legal model release. And then it gets rehearsed six times. But the bad thing is people watch that and a lot of psychics think, oh, well, I'm supposed to do that. You know, 
a stranger walks up to you and says, I have a message your mother is going to die next week. You don't know them. You don't know how good they are. They are just trampling all over your free will. And if that ever happens, you say to them, I don't accept that information and I don't want it from you. And if they keep hassling you, you go find the manager because that's harassment. It is. <laughs> but, you know, the same thing happens with healers, unfortunately. There's always, you know, I talk about the glurpy purple with angels, little dancing raccoon types. Um, and I can read for 11 hours straight at some of these shows. And yeah, I get a headache and a neckache. I do. But if they see me doing this, they go, oh, I can fix it. I know Reiki. And they come at you like this. And I say, no, thank you. No, really, I can. And they keep coming at you until I go, back off. You're not very love and light, are you? Well, you didn't listen. It's the same thing. People have boundaries. We must respect them. It's one of the reasons that people fear psychics. No, I am not reading your head as, you know, you're standing in line with me at the CBS. You don't, I don't read you unless there is an agreement between the two of us. I say it is a gift and you accept it. Or we barter something. I read you, you bring me a chicken or you pay me. That's the way it goes because there is mutual respect on both sides. Okay. which psychics don't get very often, unfortunately. <laughs> now, uh, going a little bit further uh, into this, so you answered that for me real good. Um, and mm -hmm. one side note for the audience, I am originally from Virginia. The last Wigmans that you will find in the South would be in Charlottesville, Virginia. That's just a side note for no reason. I've got people that yeah. dig in, they dig into SEO and they look at those words. So Wegman, the Wegies. last one. Oh, best grocery store in the whole world, Weggies. And we don't have it here in the capital district of Albany. It skips oh. from Utica over to Massachusetts, and we feel gypped. Oh, wow. That's rough. Mm -hmm. Upstate for you. Um, <laughs> now, uh, one thing that uh, I was wondering about you, for instance, mm -hmm. um, what do you do for self-care of helping all these people? What do you do to actually like take care of yourself? Well, for one thing, um, they only have my cell phone, which gets turned off at nine o'clock at night. When I just first started doing this, I read under my legal name, Corby Midlight is my Elton John name. Think of it that way. Um, he was Reg Dwight before he was Elton John. So I do have a legal name, but it doesn't have any wiki value. So it's private. So I read under my real name and I used my landline because you know, this is 20 years ago. Cell phones were a little rarer. And I would get calls at three in the morning Hey, is the bitch coming back or can I shag the woman down the street? She's hot. So no, we don't do that anymore. You have Corby Midlide and you have my cell phone and that's it. So that's some of the protection. Number two, Wednesdays, I take off. I don't care if you're dying, I will send you to another psychic. And the reason I do that is before my husband retired, he was the museum director for an eight building revolutionary war site up wow. here. He had evening meetings and I was on the road as much as I was. But the one night that we knew I would be home was Wednesday. So he would never take a night meeting. And I don't care if it was, you know, pizza and a Star Trek rerun. It was, hi, I love you. How's your week been? What's going on? Which is why, even though our marriage was so fraught, 18 months after we got married, I got my third bout of breast cancer and double mastectomy, all the things they did. I did not look like the woman that he married, but that's part of the Clean Out Your Life Closet book. We knew how to work 60-60. We spent the time with each other. We're getting to our 20th anniversary next month. Congratulations. But, so 
thank you. That is how I take care of myself. And I always remember this. No is a fabulous idea. I have these postcards made up because a lot of women don't know how to say no. But for instance, there's a guy comes up to me at my booth at the psychic fair. He says, okay, tell me something you couldn't know about me. And uh, if you're right, I'll have a reading. And I look at him and I smile and I say, I'm sorry. I don't roll over and fetch either. And I turn my back and he doesn't get a reading. Or I'm trying to wolf down lunch, you know, like in 15 minutes. Because when I go to a show, I'm an A-lister. I read open to close. And I have to fight for breaks. But so I'm wolfing down this sandwich and a guy reaches across, pokes the sandwich and says, you don't need to eat right now. My wife needs a reading. Needless to say, he didn't get one and he's not allowed in my booth. So respect me and you will get the best reading on earth. But I keep my boundaries and self-respect is a lot of self-care. And the other thing, I absolutely recommend having Maine Coon cats. They are little <laughs> dogs in cat suits and mine is 27 pounds. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my boy. That, that's wild. And um, I want to thank you for that little gem right there because that was that made you a little bit more personable and it showed it, something that I always try to get from every person I have on the show that we're human, that we have to actually take time for ourselves outside of everything that everyone does and all mm -hmm. the amazing um, abilities that you have. Now, let me ask you this. This is a hard hitting question. I pay homage to uh, 2020 magazine, news magazine, Barbara yep. Walters, John Stossel, Diane Sawyer. So we're going to hit you with yep. some hard hit hidden questions. So what you have are those abilities or talents? Everybody can do what I do, JR. I'm not special. We are all wired like the same house plan. It's our circuit breaker. With me, it's off and the power flows. People who think what I do is the devil's work, it's all locked and rusted shut. People who think there's nothing to this, but they always know when the mother-in-law is about to call, they have a short in the system. They think they're not getting anything, but they are. So it is a skill and an ability and a talent just like we all have 10 fingers. Everybody can pull out chopsticks. If you really, really, really want to learn, you learn to read music and you practice your scales and you get really good. And one in 20 million is Elton John. I'm mm -hmm. kind of in that middle section. Okay. So one word that's not in your vocabulary that I've just picked up from you somehow, mysteriously, mm -hmm. conformity. That's not in your vocabulary. Why is it not? <clears throat> because... I grew up in a medical family. Dad was a doctor. My brother's a doctor. My mother was a nurse. I was a theater major. I was a writer. I could have tap danced on the dining room table and recited Shakespeare and they wouldn't have seen me. So I have learned in order to find out who I truly am, I follow that path. I don't conform. Because when you conform, you measure yourself against other people. Am I doing it right or wrong? I'm just being me. And a lot of people like me and some find me absolutely atrocious. And there's the old saying, praise and blame all the same. If <laughs> I can look at myself in the morning and I'm good with it, that's all that matters. Okay. And I like that. Now my most hard hitting question, um, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you've already done your self care. Um, you go out the rest of your week, you come back to the next Wednesday and it's been a rough week. You've been traveling all over the United States, probably gone from, let's just say uh, freehold, New Jersey, all the way to Toledo, Ohio, doing things. Mm -hmm. And that's a little mm -hmm. rough stretch to go through, all the turnpike, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. Maryland, Virginia, and all that. Yep. Um, and 
you get home, you see your husband, and he looks just directly at you. And you don't have to say any words. Y'all don't have to say anything. Y'all just sit down on the sofa. Star Trek, the next generation's on. Captain Picard saying whatever he's saying, his normal stick, whatever. Um, and y'all just relax. What goes on in that? Well, you relaxing? see, you got that t- absolutely wrong. Okay. I walk in the house. I glom onto my husband for about a two-minute hug because I missed him. Okay. Okay. And the other thing, I'll be honest with you. Since COVID, I stopped doing the traveling. And this is an example of where the universe takes care of you. I didn't want to stop, but I got a back injury in 2019, really serious. And when we got me better, the doctor said, we're sorry, but your traveling career is toast. You're not going to do the load in the load out. You're not going to be able to drive 10 hours one way. So for four months, I scrambled to get my business online. What happens in March of 2020, but the years of murder hornet bingo and hold my beer. All of my friends that still only read on circuit, their business tanked. I have never done better. And so now I stay home. I'll travel maybe an hour and a half. But that's one of the other reasons I wrote the book, You've Got the Magic. I need to start training the next generation. I'm an elder now. So it's time to let the other ones do the shining. Hey, I like that. And that's strong. And to finish this up real quick, and I want to yep. thank you for being on the show. It's been an amazing process. Hopefully in the Hopefully in the near future, when you have some more time or we have more time to do something, I'll bring you back on. And then in my personal nature, I'll have to get in contact with you about a few things because I want to learn a few things. Um, If there was a billboard in, Mm -hmm. where's my favorite place in upstate New York? I'm from West Virginia. I go up Syracuse. Syracuse. Let's not do Syracuse. I was just there a few months ago. It's rough. Uh, Let's do something okay. even rougher. Let's go Rochester because that's pretty bad out there. Rochester, Rochester. okay. Yeah. So sure. there's a there's a billboard in Rochester. Um, and it has your picture on there, has your hairstyle, has everything going on, has some mystic things going on in the background. What does the headline read and what is the middle section of that? The headline reads, cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. So all it has to say and then how to find me. Because that's my sentence of passion. And your sentence of passion is not who you are or what you do or even how you do it. It's your vapor trail. When you go skidding into heaven on bald tires and fumes in the tank and God has your beer and says, so that's what you tell him you got to do. When I can help somebody go from point A to point B when they thought they couldn't make it, tap them on their shoulder and say, here are your wings. You don't need a flight plan. Get, I'm living my bliss. Okay. And, and I appreciate that. Now, uh, real quick before we jump off here, can you do one more shameless yep. plug? Let everyone know where they can meet and greet you and they can find their way to you because that's the hardest thing in there. Everybody can hear the meet and greet, but people sometimes get lost in translation in the human, I mean, in the English language, not the human language, but in the English language. So please tell us once okay. again. You cannot avoid me on the internet. Website is Corby Mitlide. Twitter, Medium, Instagram, Pinterest, Patreon, YouTube, all Corby Midlide. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for coming on West Virginia Commonplace. This has been me, JR, the host, and we've had Corby Midlide with us on here, psychic extraordinaire, and we hope to have her on again. And everybody, I am signing off.